Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Compass. Terry here again, and I am so glad to be with you this morning as we continue our journey through the book of Matthew. You know that this year we are completely focused on Jesus. Everything is just about him. So we have been going step by step, uh, verse by verse through the book of Matthew, which is a biography of the life of Jesus. Now we've been in Matthew five, which is the Sermon on the Mount or also called the Beatitudes. And this week it's my turn and we are at verse uh, Matthew five, verse seven. And it's this, it says this, it says, God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. So today, this week, uh, I'm going to share with you what I've been studying about mercy. So now what comes to mind when you think of mercy? And this is just a little bit of a peek into the brain of Terry Shandro. Um, mercy to me, I was thinking, <laughs> remember Full House and John Stamos played, uh, you know, Uncle Jesse and he would always be like, have mercy. <laughs> so that is what I was thinking about. And then I also thought about when I was a kid, um, especially with my cousin, Zach, and then with my sister, Tara, we would play the game Mercy. And it wasn't a fun game, guys. Have you played it? It's like, you know, where you stand in front of each other and you grip hands, you know, when you grip hands like this and you basically are trying to break each other's wrist until the other person calls out for mercy and then you're the winner. But you guys, I always lost that game. Like I couldn't win, mer well, okay, I could beat Tara. <laughs> so sorry, Tara, I, I beat Tara, let it, let it be said. Um, but Zach always beat me. So like, I don't know, that game was not fun. And then Mercy also reminds me, I, much to the chagrin of my husband, I am a country music fan. There, I said it. And um, Brett Young has this song out right now called Mercy. Um, and you guys, it is like one of those ones that gives you the feels, right? And the, it's basically like, you know, like, hey, like if, if, if this is over, break up with me for real, have mercy. He's like, uh, if you ever love me, have mercy. That just happened. I just did that. Anyway, have mercy mercy. We're going to be talking about mercy today. So here's the definition of mercy. Okay. Mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone um, whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. You guys, have you ever really messed up and then someone forgives you and lets you off the hook? Like mercy brings relief, right? When we show mercy to others, like, it's amazing. When we receive mercy, it's priceless. And I got to tell you, this week at the Shandro House, we have been in need of and have honestly received mercy. Like, truckloads of mercy have been dumped on our house. So, this week, Chris, my husband, had ankle surgery. Guys, he hurt his ankle like a year ago. 
we were at the gym and we were in like the best shape, so strong. We were in the best shape of our lives. And then he rolled his ankle at the gym and then COVID came and everything shut down. And he's been doing physical therapy for a year. And finally they went in and um, they had, there were like shredded edges of the tendon of his ankle. So they like cut those off and they tightened up his tendon, whatever that means. But I, all I know is that now he's home recovering and resting and he's been in a lot of pain and he is at my mercy, right? <laughs> he, he needs help like with everything. So um, yeah, I've been giving Chris a lot of mercy, helping him in any way I can. And I started a new department, a new department at my work this week and all this is going on. And so I'm learning new things and they've been so merciful to me and being so patient with me and in helping me learn and manage all the new responsibilities and all the new procedures. It's been really great. And I think one of the coolest things is the people of our church have jumped in and they have been bringing us meals at night um, just to help us out. And Guys, we've been eating like kings. We had one night where we had Thanksgiving dinner, honestly, like the whole, all the fixings with pie. Guys, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna fit through the door at the end of this because y'all just keep bringing food and it's delicious. And anyway, thank you for your mercy to us. We have needed it and I've been so appreciated. I've so appreciated all of the um, just loving kindness that you guys have displayed and poured out on us. So. Here's what's really cool about mercy is God's mercy, um, it's available to us in abundance every single day, all right? New fresh mercy is available to us every day. One of my uh, favorite verses, and oh my goodness, if you grew up in church, we sang the song. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You guys, God has fresh mercy for us every day. If there's anything that we are rich with, we are rich with mercy because every day, God's mercies are brand new and available for us. Guys, like we are just, we're rich with it. We're loaded with mercy. We have so much mercy that like we shouldn't, we can never run out because we have an unending supply of it. I love the way that God is merciful to me. Now, this is like great. And this is where we kind of want to stop. Um, but our relationship with Jesus isn't just about, it's not just vertical, right? It's not just about me and him. It's also, you know, it's a vertical relationship, but it's also a horizontal relationship. It's our relationship with others. And we wanna like make our faith this personal thing. We're like, well, my faith and my relationship with God, that's just between me and him. It's not, you know, it's private and it's just mine. It's just between us. But actually, it isn't. Um, that's not where it start, stops. Um, our relationship with God is not just vertical, it's horizontal, okay? Um, the verse that we're looking at in Matthew 5, blessed are the merciful, it starts with us being merciful 
and then we receive mercy, right? It starts with me, it starts with us extending mercy, living a life full of mercy. Now, here's some troubling things to wrestle with with this. Um, we, we just like to make things about us. We like to make it simple, like God is merciful to me, and I'm just gonna sit and dwell on that and be happy about that and move on. But with Jesus, he calls us, right? He calls us to follow him. And he's always gonna be concerned with how we treat other people, always. There's always you know, consideration for others when you're following Jesus. He's asking us to follow him, to pick up our cross, lay down our rights and follow him. So, what are some of the things he asks us to do? He wants us to love our neighbor as ourself. Um, there's always just gonna be something that we have to do for others when we follow Jesus. Now, look at this. In 1 John 4, 20, it says this. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people who we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? You guys, you see that? If someone says, I love God, but hates his brother or sister, is what it says in another translation, that person is a liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's, that's a difficult passage, if we're being honest. Is there someone that you hate? Do you hate Tom Brady? Be honest. Do you hate Patriots fans? Is there a people group you hate? Do you hate Democrats? Do you hate Republicans? Do you hate people who believe in QAnon? You guys, there's not really any room for hating people when we follow Jesus. I know, that's difficult. Look at this verse, 2 Timothy 2, 24. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. And perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then, they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. We have become really, really, really emotional about things and really, really divided about things and very passionate. And we are so, like consumed right now with expressing our opinions and our beliefs with passion and vigor. And we don't really have a lot of room for kindness and compassion. But that verse talks about being patient with difficult people, gently instructing. If you find yourself not typically being kind, but more being angry, it's time to stop and gently reevaluate where you're at. 
right? And I'm not trying to beat anybody up here because you guys, it's the kindness of God that draws us to repentance, right? It's his kindness that draws him to uh, draws us to him. And so we are not going to change anybody's mind about anything, especially about loving and serving Jesus, following him and finding life in him if we're not being kind. Here's another difficult verse. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's, that's harsh and that's tough and that's difficult. And I'm glad that it's in Matthew 6 because that's coming up and hopefully Chris will be in his right mind and off of painkillers and he can walk us through that verse in depth because um, that's a little scary, right? It says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So that's rough. The bottom line, looking at that, looking at all of these passages, the bottom line is that my relationship with others is directly tied to my relationship with Christ. My relationship with others is directly tied to my relationship with Christ. They are not able to be separated. It is both a vertical relationship with Jesus and a horizontal relationship with others. If you guys want to have your mind blown and you really want to be challenged in this, I would just like you to read this book. What if Jesus was serious? It's by Sky Jatani. Um, I've been listening to his podcast with Phil Vischer called The Holy Post. And so if you're looking for additional stuff on this, I highly recommend it. Shout out there. But listen to me. We have got to get this right. We have got to get this right. The way that we treat other people is it, it matters to Jesus. It's like it goes together with our relationship with Christ. We have to realize what God has done for us. When we realize what he has done for us, it isn't quite as difficult because we know that God made us. He made me. He made you by design. He, you know, this is one of my favorite verses. He stitched you together in your mother's womb. He has been intricately involved in your creation, in your formation, in the talents and giftings that you have. He gave those to you. He created you. He loves you. And he saves you. And he did all of this for a reason. Look at Ephesians uh, 2, uh, verse 10. And I'm going to read from the message version. Now, God has us where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Guys, he's so kind. He just showers grace and kindness on us. Okay, keep going. Saving was all his idea and all his work. All we have to do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play a major role. 
If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. He creates us, each of us, by Christ Jesus to join him in the work that he does, the good work that he has gotten ready for us to do, work that we had better be doing. Do you see that? God is so kind to us. He pours out his mercy on us day after day after day. God is kind to you. He is kind to us. He provides fresh mercy every morning. We are dripping with it. And we cannot hoard it for ourselves. This amazing mercy that God has poured out on us, we have to share it with other people. We should be so full of mercy that if you bump into us, mercy is what spills out. You know my favorite verse is Ephesians 5.2 from the message. It says this, I, I can't resist. You know I have to tell you. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Jesus loves us so much. He poured out his life for us. Before we loved him back, before we agreed to follow him, he just said, I'm all in for you. I love you. I hold nothing back. I love you extravagantly. When you really understand that, when you really grasp how much God loves you, it is okay if other people don't love you back. It is okay to love them the way that God loves us because God loved us before we did anything for him. He loved us before we said yes to him. So we can love people who maybe don't agree with us or don't look like us. We can just love them because that's the example that we have to follow in Jesus. He has extended such amazing mercy to me. And it's easy to get off track. It's easy to forget and take it for granted. But I don't want to do that. I want to live a life that's so aware of his love and so aware of his mercy that when you meet me, when you have a conversation with me, when you bump into me, Mercy is what falls out. I want to love like Jesus. All right, here's some takeaways for you this week. Ready? Three, got three of them. One, I want you to ask God um, to help you love people that you don't. And I want you to pray for them this week. 
He wants to change your heart on that. We gotta love people. They were made in his image and just as much as God made you and stitched you together in your mother's womb, he did the same with them. Jesus died for them. He loves them. He radically loves them. And so we gotta follow, okay? That's first. Two, I want you to look for ways to extend mercy to others, all right? Be looking for it, you'll find it. And then three, I want you to be merciful with yourself. I know maybe you have been feeling bad. Maybe you've had your toes stepped on um, with this message and you're like, wow, I really am not merciful with others. Or maybe you're constantly down on yourself, <coughs> thinking that you're not enough, you're not good enough, um, and you're just always, you know, in the dumps and you're way, way hard on yourself and you give, you extend grace and you extend forgiveness to other people, but you don't to yourself. And so would you just pick up some of that mercy that God has for you today and would you extend it to yourself too? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I love you and I thank you for your amazing love for us. I thank you that every day you have fresh mercy available to us. I thank you that before I said yes to you, that you said, Terry, I'm all in and I love you with everything I have and all that I am. And so God, I pray that you would use these words and this time that we've spent together. And God, I pray that your word would get deeply um, just planted in our heart. Let it take root and grow. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to be ever aware of how you love us and that we would be so overcome with that love and with that mercy that it spills out and that we have that same mercy for others. Lord, we wanna represent you well. We wanna turn other people's eyes to you so that they can know the amazing love that you have for them. Use us this week, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.